0: Hello,
1: hey, Hi.
0: this is exciting. (laughs) Give me a second. I'm having like a fangirl moment right now. Like, let me just let me just get a look at y'all really quick. I'm just like, oh, this is insane to me. Yo, can you hear the excitement in my voice? As I started the Zoom recording with today's guest, I'm going to be honest and transparent with you. It has been a very long time since I've been nervous to have a conversation with anyone, but today's guest... Are some heavy hitters, y'all. I'm gonna put you on to some new music today. So this is Amistat, a band that's based out of Germany. They have toured internationally, they have hundreds of thousands of downloads on Spotify and Apple Music. These are twin brothers, Jan and Joseph. I I'm just so excited. I, I can't hold off anymore. Like, let's get into this. Hi, I'm Cola Chippent Tower, and this is the Enough Is Enough podcast the show where we talk about everything and anything from politics to relationships, from fitness to sex and everything in between. We talk with individuals who have said enough is enough and are ready to speak what's on their hearts. And I can see it. So you guys are brothers and you're twin brothers, Yes. which is awesome. So I, I, our listeners won't be able to see it, but you can already see this strong connection. You guys are close. Yes, Yes, you guys are are very close. I've got my arm around him, so it's (laughs) always close. You can't run away. You can't get away from him, right?
2: No, no, I can't.
0: He's been there for 30 years, and he'll be there for, for another 60, hopefully. Oh, that's awesome. That is amazing. I actually have a younger brother. He was killed about, it's been five years ago now. So I absolutely miss him. I have a lot of siblings, but he was my closest brother, and uh, I think work like this, he would be really excited to get into. But Joseph and Jan, who is the oldest?
1: Um, I'm five minutes older, but I don't really behave like it. Um, I should be the younger brother, but somehow that got mixed up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, tell me, tell me about your background. Where did you guys grow up? Like, what was it like being so close together? Like, what what is that like?
2: So. We we were born in 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 a small town close to Munich in Germany, but then because our dad is a golf golf teacher and a golf professional, we, he sort of was traveling a lot with his work. So we sort of grew up. The f- first sort of four years of our lives, we sort of spent in in Austria, and then and then we moved to um, South Tyrol, which is on the border between Austria and Italy. Yeah? So we sort of spent seven years there, and and um, sort of just spoke italian slash sort of a form of german i guess and then at home we only spoke czech um with our parents because dad is half australian half czech and mum is czech so that's the background and um and then we sort of we were 13 14 we moved back to germany and uh, to rosenheim here um and spend another six seven years here finished school and then we went traveling to australia for the first time because dad's like hey guys you got a passport just go and leave your nest you know and just have a look around open your mind um and and everything changed then because sort of joseph got stuck in australia and i came back for a year and and um finished my my golf um apprenticeship that I started like you can to become a golf professional and then I realized I I can't do this anymore I just want to I want to do music that's that was always my dream and I said I'm going to leave everything and I'm just going to come to Australia and we're just going to see what happens we'll just give it a try and then um we spent almost nine years there
0: wow so you guys grew up primarily in Germany and Italy Half,
2: yeah, yeah, Italy, so, half, half, half. Sort of seven years in in South Tyrol, Italy, and then seven years in in Germany. And then, so what
0: was what was that like for you guys? You're you're really close brothers, obviously, but was it like middle class? Was it kind of higher up? You you talk about your dad being into golf. That's kind of uh for us out here for. A little bit of perspective is we live really close to a casino, which we have a lot of golf tournaments there. A lot of professionals will come here and play, but it's an outlet for our kids. It's mm um there's a lot of programs that are provided for them to be able to golf and have the equipment brought to them for free so for them it may seem kind of like a a ritzy rich type of sport Mm. but our kids are growing up on the reservation they're seeing a lot of like domestic violence abuse those sort of things so this is like an outlet for them so Mm. what was that like for you guys growing up in in that kind of lifestyle
2: well it was especially Italy it was such a small town it was just with nature and apple trees and you know they were that that's sort of the business the running lots of apple stuff and so we, we were we finished school we would go and play golf with that and just spend the whole day in nature or play in the backyard and, on the apple trees and we we didn't have a, a phone or a laptop till we were 13 you know so we were that was sort of very basic back then and and it was sort of a very simple, It was a very simple life, but it was awesome because mm-hmm. it was a, a lot of nature. You know, we would go and for for. It hype. was a
1: very safe environment to yeah. to yeah sort was of grow gr- up in. Was, yeah. yeah, there was no violence. There was, there was no. There was. It always felt like the sun was out. It, seriously, it was, if I think always, back, it was always yeah. very positive, and um, away from technology and all, all the rest of the world. Um, it was it was great. I think it was, but. It, I mean it was good for 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 the time sort of where you, that we were growing up, but then it was good that we moved back to um close to Munich here because that's where we sort of got introduced to all that 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 we had been sort of missing out on.
2: I, get, I, I guess talking about the relationship I had to Joseph, Joseph was always my best friend because it was hard to form strong relationships because we were moving all the time. And even in Italy, we, we weren't we weren't one of them. You know, we were we, we were um, we were just the Germans that didn't want to live in Italy and, and they were a little judgmental. So it was tough to sort of form relationships, but it was enough because we had each other. And then the moment we moved back to to Rosenheim, that's when we started to form real friendships. And and but at that point, it was already 14 years of just me and Joseph. You know, so it was very intense but we were always best friends as uh, sort of because we were forced to, I guess as well. And because um, they are
1: okay. Huh? No, you, you're quite right. You're quite right.
2: <laughs> so, um, but there's, there's a different side to it too. Now looking back and spending 10 years in Australia and we were living, we were sharing a room for three years in Australia because money was tough as well. And now looking back at, it, it was very intense. And as twins, you sort of, you know, it sounds always so nice, and you spend all this time, and you're traveling the world and playing music together. But it is a very intense relationship, even for people around us. It, relationships with um, the girlfriends—it's very intense for someone to come into into this, yeah. Because we are like this. We see each other twenty-four-seven. You know, in, in 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 those seven years in Australia, we didn't spend more than three days apart. You know, that we didn't see each other. It was it was intense. So, um, sort of looking back and stepping out of it, we're trying to sort of have also separate lives outside of music and outside of being twins, which seemed, which seemed very hard at the start, but I feel like now it's been almost two years where we sort of, we, we, we consciously trying to, to spend more time apart and it's benefiting us in, in, in many ways. Yeah. So there's definitely stages where it's, if, if, if the relationship gets too intense, I think it's not it's actually unhealthy so
0: absolutely i agree so it sounds like you said that you guys are 30 years old yeah okay so we're like basically the same age i'm gonna be 32 this year so you're talking about we all grew up in this time where uh cell phones like smartphones were not a thing my first cell phone was like one of those block nokia phones that you can the The one with the snake game on it yeah that that was our jam that was that was the thing don't realize like (laughs) so i remember like just playing outside mostly and my parents had to like force me to come inside the house like they had to come find me and be like it's time to go inside so we grew up very similar similarly like being outside and having to entertain ourselves but what i find really interesting is that you're talking about this like intense relationship i mean I know a lot of uh, my audience is going to be indigenous native people and a lot of us have siblings and a good majority of the time we grew up with our cousins and we're really really close but I can almost like feel the the intensity between your guys's relationship so you talk about a year that you're apart from each other was that really really difficult or was it kind of like dang like finally I can I can maybe breathe a little bit or is it kind of like you just have someone that you're so connected to. It's like, what do, what do I do with myself now? Like I have room. So what do you do with this almost freedom?
2: I, I, I'm going to speak for myself because I, f- I feel like it was a different experience for Joseph, but I was, I, I felt very good. Like the, the what you whatever you just described, I, f- I felt that sort of freedom because I knew he's he's far away. I even if I would want to see him, it's not possible right now. So I was sort of forced to focus on my own life, which was a relief because I w- when I'm around him, I almost feel like I, not that I have to, but there is sort of a, I, we want to look after each other. And, and I know when he, when we don't spend time with each other, I always like, is he is he okay right now? Is he going to, do I have to sort of, I, maybe I put that on myself, that responsibility of being entertaining or being there for him. Do you know what I mean? Maybe that just comes with being a twin. But I, the moment I left, I, I didn't feel that urge anymore. So that was very, that was a relief for me. Yeah, But we were- or he, no you stayed i left back to oh, yeah. germany but um and um so it, it was a it was a good experience i missed him but we were still we were still on the phone a lot and messaging every day and it was nice to see whatever he was doing and he was starting to have his own life and that was the first time you know we were sort of 19 20 years old um so it, it was
1: i think it was a good time it was the perfect timing to break away from each other for that year, because in that year I feel like we turned from boys to men. You know, I I went to Australia, started tackling life and the new reality, and it was um it was like we were left out into the woods to do that one one year of hunting and growing, and then you come back to the tribe and you accept it as an older, um, um so. I, f- I think that was very good, and we discovered what we wanted to do, which was music I sort of never intended to, and then it sort of happened, and Jan made that choice here. So it was good that we are apart for that. Yeah, it was it was tough, but it was also very good and beneficial, and I think we, yeah, we um, became individuals, and that sort of helped us to understand this better and to respect each other even more, because before that we are just like one person and then we all of a sudden became two and um and yeah we we we, i think it 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 brought us even closer together Mm. but yeah for sure
0: and as goes most relationships you kind of need to break away from each other to be your own person and Mm -hmm. then come together otherwise you're really either codependent or relying on each other for Mm. almost everything so what was it like for your parents
2: it was for mom mom always cries when we leave you know that mom is very emotional and i understand but it was sort of okay because she still had at least one son and i spent a lot of time with mom because i yeah i i love my parents and i i I have a good relationship so i did i love spending time with my parents so i did i did spend i felt like i spent even more time with mom because i was living next door in my own apartment and it was it was good and it was nice and mom mom was missing him but Sort of, it was still fine. But the moment I told her that I'm leaving as well, the whole world sort of, you know, collapsed. That was tough for mum. And probably we we never understand until we have our own kids, and we really understand what that must feel like. So that was a tough time for mum when we left, and and a really good experience or lesson, um, for them as parents also to to be like maybe we didn't need to have uh, let our kids go on a, a certain path, and you know we we don't owe them you know just because that we make make them doesn't mean that we have ownership. But that's easy for us to say because we don't have kids. Yeah. So I'm not like I'm um let's let's have another chat one day when we have kids. And it <laughs> might, might sound different. But mom was struggling for a while. And then I think two or three years after we moved to Australia, they came and and and, and spent almost three months with us and, and everything changed after that because they saw our lives, they understood what we're doing and why we did it. And then sort of everything yeah, was, went back to, yeah, normal.
0: All right, Jojo, how about your dad? How did he handle it?
2: Yeah, I, I mean,
1: dad's, dad's a loner, always describes himself as the the, the lone wolf. Um, so yeah, he's he's always been sort of eh, not really too social, but um, I do, I do think he, 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 um, Overplayed it sometimes and said, mm. oh, look, it's, it's fine guys. But I think he did miss us more than he wanted to admit. Mm. And I think, but he had to be strong for mom, you know, so I, I get that. Um, but yeah, I it was tough for him as well. Cause he doesn't have too many um, good friends, close friends. And, um, and I think he, family's everything for him. So it was sort of tough to see us leave, but um good lesson yeah like Jan said for them and for us and individually I think we we came closer together Mm. through that so brought us closer together as a family for sure 100%
0: well I could definitely feel where mama bear is coming from because I am a mother of three boys so I'm like don't ever leave me stay close to me forever like don't ever think you're gonna like leave my side so I could definitely see that part but I am also coming up on 32 years old, I will still call my mommy about a tummy ache. Like, what do I do? What is wrong with me? And she's like, girl, you, you need to stop. You're fine. You're, you're going to be okay. Just go drink some water, or go to the bathroom or something. It's, it's always the most simplest of things. Um, so mama bears were very protective of our cubs. And also when, yes, like you said, when you have kids, you'll definitely see from that perspective of what it means to always hear from your kids. So did you guys play instruments like music? ever since you were really young like how did the music thing start
2: um yeah i did i i i was more into sports i never really yeah I, I sort of music was i started playing guitar when i was six because i wanted to not because i was forced to so i knew that something i was drawn to it get a
1: sip of water.
2: yeah um I, I was drawn to it quite yeah i was so interested in just creating and i started playing classical guitar and and even that was so exciting when someone else joined in and we were playing like a, a duet on guitar. I already felt this excitement of, oh, my God, I'm, we're creating something. You know, it felt so good. Um, and then I sort of I sort of stopped doing that because I didn't like it anymore. I wanted to just play like rhythm guitar and just be able to, to play the songs that I like, you know, like Jack Johnson back then and Cat Stevenson. and... And 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 the Beatles and all that stuff. That was I love that. So I was like, I, I just did my sort of YouTube tutorial thing, and and that's how it all started for me. And and then Joseph one day he just joined in and and started singing. And we're like, this sounds really good. and um, So for a long time Joseph was singing and I was just playing guitar. And then and um, we moved back to Germany and I started like a band with two of my best friends. And Joseph was still singing, but I felt like I wanna sing now as well. You know, I felt like but I wasn't I wasn't very good. So um I was a bit shy and I was like I didn't have the confidence to really to to really push through and say this is I wanna keep singing. So Joseph at some stage left because we were covering way too many Jack Johnson songs for him. So you weren't the Jack Johnson fan, huh?
3: Oh yeah, he
1: was okay, but it wasn't the music I wanted to sort of it was something I wanted to sing, you know. But uh, he's cool, you know. I used to listen to him a lot.
2: <laughs> so and then I sort of had to sing because there was uh, Joseph left. He, I, I, and we had no singer. So that's when I sort of um, had to push myself and give myself the confidence. And then it all started. And then and then the Australia thing has happened. And I was and I was like, I want to, I want to keep doing that with him. You know, I love the music. That's when and that's when I left everything. I said. I'm gonna take my guitar and move to Australia, and we're just gonna start writing our own songs and we're just gonna give it a shot. Yeah.
0: I feel like there was this period of time, so I, I can say this because we're like the same age. And it was probably for me, 14, 15, was when I got curious about the guitar. The guitar was like a big thing during that time. For that age group i don't know why it was like i went to a, a summer camp a christian camp and one of the classes i was able to take because i was injured uh because like you jojo i'm very athletic been athletic my whole life and i got injured that summer and i couldn't do wakeboarding and hiking and all the other things so really, like oh you could try a guitar i'm like really that's like what everybody's doing right now so i i picked it up started learning and i came back home and it was like five other people started learning how to play g- play the guitar i'm like this is insane all of a sudden this is a thing and so, but I play uh, piano, guitar, harmonica, and trombone. So that's like a huge thing for like Christian schools. It sounds really weird to hear a Native American talk about a Christian boarding academy, but that's like when you're out in the middle of wheat fields, what are you, what are you going to do? Play sports and then music. Um, so Joe, what kind of uh, sports were you into? I, I love soccer. Like, what do you
1: call, what do you call it over there? Yeah. Soccer. Yeah. It's football. Yeah. Football. Why, football. why are you
0: calling it soccer?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Because, because if you in Australia say football, they mean like the footy, like the the Aussie. rugby, you know? So mm-hmm. if you say playing soccer, they're like, oh, okay, you're kicking a ball, it's lame. Um <laughs> so yeah, I always loved soccer, but also golf, you know, we grew up with golf. Um, dad always had us on the course and it, that was awesome. Um so that was the, the two but obviously i loved all kinds of sport I, I wasn't particularly good at basketball but i loved that too um just ball sports really that was i always wanted to be a prof- soccer professional and i was really good but then when i was 15 i just started at this really good club um but then my grades started going really bad and then mom and dad said, I have to go back to that team. And then I just said, you know what? This is not for me. And then I sort of let that go, which yeah, all, all, all happens for a reason. Otherwise I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. So all good, um, but that was always my vision. I'm going to be a professional soccer professional. Do you
0: still get to kick the ball around?
1: Not a lot, not a lot anymore. And if I do, I'm exhausted because um, my, I'm just not fit anymore be honest it's it's i'm not 18 anymore
0: well you know it's like riding a bike you never forget so
1: you never forget but you know what you could do and you, you just can't anymore for some reason just doesn't want to We can deliver, up but it's still yeah for shits and gigs sometimes yeah we still do we still get together and kick it
0: do you have like hacky sack do you do like hacky sack i feel like every soccer player oh yeah sack.
1: at school a lot um that was yeah, that was a thing, right? Yeah, that was, well, yeah, 15, <laughs> 16, That was that was really big. Everyone at school was always mm-hmm. um, during breaks kicking that thing. Yeah, that was fun.
0: But yeah. All right. Well, where did where did Amistad come from? Um. Th-
1: do you know the band the Frey?
0: It sounds familiar.
1: Frey. I think What's they're the American, song? pretty sure, um, How to Save a Life. You know, they've got that song, How to Save a Life. Well, anyways, they're quite quite um, known, I think, in the U.S. I think they are U.S.-based. Yeah, um, so. And um, they sung about something, Amistad, in a song. like.
2: As, uh, the fir- it's the first line of the song, which says, I found God on a corner of first and Amistad first of Amistad and Amistad's a street sign somewhere in America somewhere out in the desert apparently that that was the research we did and and that's what they meant in the song and then we researched the name and it meant friendship in in Catalan which is sort of Spanish yeah and but Spanish is with a d in the end and 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 Catalan is with the t and we were looking for a band name for a long time. And then we just found it, it or it found us. And we were like, this sort of feels right. To, and it to use means it. later on we discovered
1: am I stat means, am I now? Am I living in the present moment? So I love that. That's like a two, two meaning.
0: There's like a lot of like open for interpretation. There's so many different yeah. things. Cause it's talking about a place where someone finds creator. So But you guys are more like contemporary music, not so much like Christian or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I got from a lot of the music that I was listening to. But that is really cool. Like uh, a lot of things that I think people forget is living in the present. We think too much of like either our past mistakes or our past like victories that we've had, or we're thinking too much about like, oh, the next thing, like what am I going to do now? What am I going to do to prepare for this next big thing that I have going on? And we're forgetting like present. And I think that was something that was really, uh, a blessing and eye-opening experience for me and my family was this pandemic was what you have right now. You can't plan for two weeks from now because we don't know what travel is going to look like. We don't know what restrictions are going to look like. So that is really cool. I love the name. And I, I for some reason thought it was your guys' last name. So then when I started doing more deep diving, I was like, no, that's not their last name. Like get it right. Cola. So it could have been, could have
1: <laughs> been maybe one day it will be, huh? Yeah, I'm just going to marry someone I'm whose like last her. name is
0: <laughs> So I want to get a little bit into the music. The first one, and I think this was because it really caught my son's attention. I listened to it and I was like, I know this song. Where have I heard this song? And of course, a lot of bands do covers and whatnot. So it's The Hanging Tree. Yeah. Mm. So it's a cover song for this. No, really? really? Yeah yeah the hunger games it was like a twisted weird song when everybody first heard it Mm -hmm. and i started going into what does this song mean like why did they put it in this show like this movie like what was it about and it's actually really kind of like almost demented it's like Mm -hmm. this guy that's wanting his love to essentially like commit suicide with him and like go off with him into the sunset sort of thing so it was really really Mm -hmm. trippy to me what Mm -hmm. was your guys's uh why did you guys want to cover it, and then what is your interpretation of that song mm. well we
1: we got introduced to that song by a good friend of ours who we always re- he's got a recording studio and um we spent a lot of time there last year because we couldn't tour, so we were there a lot writing and being creative and he sort of he sort of, I never really noticed that particular song when I watched the hundred games um I don't know, maybe just watched it once or twice and it never really stuck out. Maybe, yeah. I don't know, um, wasn't paying too close uh, of attention. But so he he's like, oh, guys, you know, the pandemic and everything, wouldn't it be nice to sort of create something with with your fan, fan base and get people to maybe, I don't know, sing on something? And we're like, man, that's a great idea. How could we do that? And then he's like, oh, I think the song The Hunger Games would suit you guys really well and you could sort of, I think, do a really good cover of it and then we sort of started listening to it more and I'm like, "Yeah, this is such a cool song and um, maybe we can sort of build it with the fan base and get them to send in videos and sort of create it and sort of have something that we created together and, and it's something that unites us in these times where we're not even allowed to see our own family members Um, at times so that's how it all came about we really didn't know this song until I don't know September last year and then we sort of just started putting pieces and together bits and bobs here and then and 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 it all grew quite fast and then we then we said hey we should probably because we were not sure if we're going to release it or just you know let it slip under the radar and then I said no I think it would be nice to Get this one out and and then um, share it with people and um, and then we said we want to not only create it with the families but maybe give back to people that are in even worse positions and always have been and they sort of now been forgotten through the pandemic and everyone's talking about the pandemic but there's still worse things happening on this earth than you know this this COVID um, virus um, so we said look it'll be nice to sort of donate whatever we'll make with the song each month and give it to a charity foundation and and help people that really need it and still have. Um, and, and then Jan came across this, this, this charity water project and um, Jan spoke to the founder of it and we sort of clicked and loved the concept and then we sort of got that behind it as well. So um, I think, yeah, it was just a just a cool project to be part
0: of and to sort of get people involved Mm. um, into as well. That's so cool. Like, because I I did see the video and just the level of sophistication in providing this unity during such a weird time, such a strange time. So that's actually really, really cool that you guys were able to provide that for uh, your fan base and people that follow you. Now, is this...
2: So I, I, th- I thought it was so brave. There was people sending us them, them singing, not not being singers, them singing and, and taking a video of themselves. I thought that was so brave and we have received so many videos. I was really like, I, if I wasn't, if I wasn't a singer, I don't even know if I would have done that just because I would feel ashamed almost or not confident enough, you know? So I was like, all these videos that came, I was sitting there with Joseph. I'm like, wow, really? I'm, I, I really like, feel honored, but also have so much respect that people send this and are willing to show their face, you know, and say, I'm not. like, because we listen to each, each video individually. So you can really hear the vo- vocals here. Yeah? So that's very, they expose themselves a lot. Obviously in the song, you just hear choir, but for us, we would, they would still be very exposed. So that, I thought that was very brave.
0: It's really awesome because during that time, especially when we're in the lockdown, when nobody could really leave their homes unless it was for like emergency or essentials, people were looking for ways to connect. And that is a really big way. And it's allowing people to be vulnerable. in one of the most vulnerable times that this world has seen is during this COVID era. And like you said, just listening to each one of those clips and those people that aren't singers and but they're looking for a way to connect and mm-hmm. saying like hey I'm still here and it provided them the space to be like yes you are important and you provide uh your own part to something much bigger. So you said it started going to this project. What was the project? After what was it like a fundraiser sort of thing? It's
2: yeah, so it's called the Charity Water organization and then and they have like they have a separate sort of thing inside it's called the Spring Project and the Spring Project is where they, you can donate, you can donate once or you can donate monthly, and it all sort of you, you build your own sort of platform on their website, and it shows how many people, um, have access or how much the money that you spend, um, and, and how many people are being served with fresh water, yeah. And if you spend enough money, so you have your like a lifetime spending, so it it sort of you see even in two years you can see how much has been spend and you can see the impact which i thought was very interesting because sometimes you sort of lose track or you have a sort of a negative uh, uh, you know image of of cherry sometimes you know because you're not quite sure what's happening but i, I sort of I, I had a Zoom meeting with one of the um funders there and it was so interesting because um the way they operate was very they just really want to show you that you can can help and, and 100% of your donations are going towards it because they have separate um, funders who, who pay for whatever, is working there. But, so they don't even touch your donations and you can really see the impact. So that resonated a lot with me. And I, and I thought that's a great way to, um, to, to a, a good cause to support, you know, because um, there's so many people on this planet that have no access to clean and fresh water. You know, such a such a normal thing for us.
0: Absolutely. And I definitely want to get the link from you to be able to put it in the show notes and then people can obviously go on there and donate. I I pride myself a little bit in such a supportive community that listens to the EIE podcast and that follow me. Um, like I said, with the activism work that I do, we have a lot of people that would surely support that. If you don't know with indigenous people, water mm-hmm. is life water is sacred, water is everything, we, we wouldn't be here without water. So I can definitely support that and see a lot of other people responding the same way that you did, which is you'd like to see where your money is going and exactly what's being done with it. So that's mm-hmm. amazing. So back to this song, The Hanging Tree, I thought it was really interesting, because I don't think a lot of people have heard the actual lyrics. And I had to dive into this. And I had to really sit and think on it i don't think myself too much as like a a poet or a deep thinker but i i really wanted to get around it because i didn't like the the idea of this guy just trying to convince this woman that he loves or whoever it was that he he loves to go to the next place with him so did you guys like really look into the lyrics and like think about what it could possibly mean well it's 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 funny because
2: sort of when you write when you write a song you really have that and then you you, when you start covering something you sort of so for me at least, you pick out some you, you pick out a few verses or sentences that resonate with you and and you sort of build your own story around mm. those sort of things. So you know, I, I, re- I read through the lyrics, obviously, and I was like, okay, this and this. And then I sort of started ma- building my own story. I, honestly, I, I didn't really look into it too deeply because I, I thought I the story that I was building sort of made sense for me, and I connected it with the movie. And what's you know that that sort of movie where the song was sung, and I sort of that that sort of was my connection where, um, in the end, all the people come together, sort of fighting the evil. So that was for me still the message of the song. You know, it's like we were are coming together and 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 trying to 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 make a difference as as a unity. You see, so that that for me that was. But it's interesting. So tell us, maybe you can tell us a bit more what you found out about this because
0: yeah. So I started really reading into the lyrics and there's times even when I'm journaling, I'll write from a specific emotion or place rather than Cola is writing this. I'll I'll write from an emotion. And what I started to think about because of like the background of the movie, like people are being taken from their homes. Like if if you really think about it, this is like indigenous people to like to a T they're being taken from their home and placed someplace and said, Hey, survive here under these circumstances. But the government's ultimately gonna control the environment for you and kind of the outcome sort of thing. So when a lot of native people watched Hunger Games, we're like, we already know about this. We know exactly what this is like. Um, But when I started listening to that song and then thinking of Katniss and like her whole fighter spirit, but just thinking about the different emotions she might be having come up, I was thinking this was misery, misery writing. And misery loves company and when people are thinking of misery of like a negative place like if you have these other collective emotions that you're wanting to come together i was thinking of like anxiety depression and that's ultimately what all these people are going through in that movie is just a really dark place and i'm like misery loves company so it's almost like it's calling for these other emotions to say hey come here but then like you said it's the the collective of people coming together to uh, ultimately get rid of this so it's like almost okay, we're going to ride off into the sunset and we're going to leave these ugly, horrible emotions in this tree. Mm -hmm. And some other deep diving that I did, uh, a lot of people would compare it to um, the song, oh, what is it? Uh, Strange Fruit. So you guys have heard that one, right? Strange Fruit. It was a really big song done by Billie Holiday. Mm -hmm. And it was actually written by um, an author, poet, during like the civil rights movement. And essentially what that poem was about was talking uh, his experience when he went to a town where there was a lynching of these um black boys. And so Strange Fruit, when you, they were leaving these bodies to hang, people were coming by and cutting off pieces of them as souvenirs to keep. Um, But you're talking about in the South, in the heat. So obviously, bodies rot so they're talking about strange fruit it's in a tree so when people were um when I'm reading through different articles people were like people almost think this might be kind of an extension of that song because it's the hanging tree oh, wow. so nice. some people had that interpretation of it and there was another rendition that Kanye West did I didn't get into that I'm not a huge Kanye West fan so I was like I don't even want to touch into that he's kind of weird anyways but um if you ever get a chance to hear um on Spotify, Strange Fruit by Billie Holiday, you'll hear it pierces your soul, like it hits. And so that's kind of the same response I had. And then when I listened to your guys' song, I was like, oh, this is like bringing up those same emotions almost. So you tie it together pretty quickly. So when you <laughs> when you get a chance, definitely listen to that. Yeah. But that was my interpretation of the song and just thinking of the movie and the background of it. So yeah,
2: well, wow, interesting. Yeah, that's, yeah, wow.
0: But. On a lighter note, on, on a different note with your guys' music, one of my favorites so far has been Brave. And I, I had a really specific question about this because one of the main lines in it is, you don't need no saving, need only to be brave. We can't move your mountains, but we can hold your hand. Where did that come from? It is beautiful because, I mean, I'm, I'm part of this squad and we're like women's empowerment. So when I hit that, like, or when I heard that, it hit. It was like we, like as women, we're always talking about women's empowerment. Like, no, we don't need nobody to save us. We just got to be pr- brave. We got to be the one to take that first step. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, like this is like speaking to my soul. Where, where did this song come from? I, th- I think it started with um.
1: The 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 riff, the initial riff of the, 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 that the that that melody. That happened, I don't know, five, six years ago. It was just something that Jan Jamp once and it was just lying there for years. Nothing happened with it. I don't even know why you brought it out last year. It just came to Mm -hmm. him again. And um, one of our really good friends in Australia, he's sort of been um, abusing drugs for years and now he's in rehab and not doing too well and he's in and out of hospital has been for the past two years. And then last, start of last year, we visited him or I visited him um, and yeah, he wasn't doing well and that really hurt me. And I told Jan, yeah, I'm like, look, he's not doing well. We got to keep checking in on him. And then one of my good friends from Ireland committed suicide at last year, start of last year as well. So that really sort of got me thinking, Maybe I could have done a bit more because the guy, the, the good friend of mine, that killed himself over here in Ireland, he—I never really knew how 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 bad he's doing or how how severe his situation is until he sort of was gone, and I'm like, wow, I didn't know that he was struggling that much. Otherwise, I would have checked in on him more, and we did talk a lot, but. I didn't know that he's going through such a bad and dark time and then he was gone and I'm like yeah we really got to make sure that we check in with this other friend of ours in Australia cuz you just don't know how 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 he's doing maybe one day he'll wake up and he's like this is it I've got no one around me I'm struggling so I just want to be there for him to make sure that we do everything we can to support him to get through this stage and then that sort of became the topic for that little rift that Jan had. And he said, look, maybe it will be nice to write, to write a song something. for and about those two guys to sort of show them we support you and we're there. And for people as a reminder also to maybe check in with friends or family friends or close friends that they know that they may be going through something, but there's not a lot of contact or, or you know, you don't talk frequently because they maybe don't want to have contact because they're struggling, but maybe that's what they need. They're just maybe embarrassed or whatever, or they just don't don't feel like they can burden someone with that. So
2: that that yeah, so I get, I, I guess um, you know the, 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 the verses are quite specific, but then I, I guess the, the chorus was sort of kept a bit more universal. so it's everyone can sort of you know even through the pandemic, you know, even if we think we, we need to be brave, that could be even sort of related to everyone, you know. Just, just be brave. Hold on. But then, obviously, you can, you can, you can, you know, be specific and say we're talking to this friend, saying just be brave. You know, we, we can't really, we can't really help you in the situation, but we can be there to support if you need to. You see, so we can't move your mountain, but we can hold your hand. You know, what I mean? so just know that there's someone that deeply cares for you and if you need help we're here you know in whatever form that is even if you just need to talk to us and we listen to you so it started off being very specific to directed to these two um friend of ours but then sometimes you, you step away and it becomes uh, uh, such a bigger or such the such a universal meaning and it's nice and it sort of took us there so if i think about the song I don't even think too much now specifically about these two friends, but I think more about in, in general, you know, sort of strength and being brave now when I sing it, you know, it just feels like even we I could even imagine singing this back to us, saying to us sometimes, you know, um, be brave. So,
0: yeah. It's such yeah. an amazing song. And when Laura first, sent me your guys' name. I started really looking at your Instagram. Then I went on Spotify and started listening to a lot of the music. And like I said, my son loves your guys' music. And we listened to it quite a bit on our trip. Like I said, it was like a 13 hour road trip to go where it is that we go hunt Buffalo. And I'd kind of like, okay, son, like we, we played quite a bit of it. You could pretty much sing these songs on your own. Now, if you wanted to, I'm like, let's listen to something else. And that day in particular got really, really tough for us on our hunt. And just a, a little bit of a story is when we went out into the field, it got really, really dark and there was a lot of hunters out and nobody was coordinating with each other. And it was almost really, really scary. And I knew that my husband was helping some of those hunters. Cause he's also law enforcement. I'm like, I got to stay right here. Like with him, I got to like, try to figure out where he's at in this dark area. I'm going to drive the pickup to a certain area. I'm going to get to him. And somewhere in the mix, people decided to start doing things on their own without, any sort of thought of other people's safety and we're coming up and we have certain like rules and restrictions that we have to follow and it got too dark and then all of a sudden I start hearing people shooting and I'm like why are they shooting is way too dark I can't even see this trail that I'm running up to the side of this hill and I get up to the side and I have this weird and people will say well it's a woman's intuition it, it felt almost like a premonition and I was thinking about it too much I'm like I usually run this way up this trail, but something is pulling me this way. And I don't, I don't know why it was really, really hard. Like in that moment, I'm like, why am I thinking about this so much? We've done this for the past six years. Like, what am I, what am I doing? And something kept telling me, Cola, stay on this trail. Do not go off where you normally do stay on the trail. We get up to the top of the trail and I can't see anybody. I see where the buffalo are running past me. And I'm like, I'm not even going to try to shoot at anything. I can't see anything. I just want to make sure my husband's okay. All of a sudden I hear this whiz snap. And then I hear more. And I'm like, are these bugs? Does Montana have bugs? What the heck are these? And I look over and I see my husband. And there was an older gentleman that was coming up behind me, kind of right in between us. And he yells at me to get down. And then I finally realized what it was. Like Those were bullets that are flying past us. And they were so close that you could feel it and you could feel it breaking the sound barrier. And it was so scary. And I like drop down, slide down the hill. I'm pushing that older gentleman, like get down, stay down. And he's got PTSD. He's a vet from the Vietnam war. So he's immediately like, this is a war zone. Like what's happening. And I'm still looking at my husband cause he's law enforcement. He's trying to take, give the commands, like stop shooting. He has his flashlight. He's waving it, telling everybody stop shooting. And I'm just thinking how scary is this? Like we, it's supposed to be such a nice time for us to be able to go and provide for our community, provide for our tribe to get this meat and bring it back home. And we feed tons of people when we go to this hunt and how dark of a turn it could have taken. Cause later on we found out um, we obviously had our boys and our pickup was down below that Hill in this parking lot. And we found out that there was actually bullets flying into the parking lot. Nothing hit our truck, nothing hit anyone else's truck. So I'm like creator was really watching over a lot of us like that night something, like pulled me a certain way because i know that if i had taken the way that i normally have gone those bullets were landing right between my husband and i like that's a good good thing that i kept going like i, I don't have any sort of doubt in my mind i would have been hit and i was shaking so bad and this is where the fighter like in me came out i was instantly like i need to know who it was like nobody's leaving this hill until i find out who it was and it was a really scary time i'm shaking and when i finally was able to settle down and I get back to our hotel, like I became like very emotional, very upset. I said that could have gotten really, really bad for a lot of people. Like mm-hmm. part of me was like, I probably could have handled getting hit, but let's be honest, I probably really couldn't. But if my husband got hit, I would be a mess. And if that guy that was next to me, if he had gotten hit, he was an older man it would have just been so scary. Or if one of my boys had gotten hit and um, I was just like in a really bad head space and heart space to where I was like, what are we doing this for? Like this is getting scarier. I don't even know if I want to go out tomorrow. Like it's not going to work out how it's supposed to. Then Laura, like we don't Laura and I are, are good friends, but we don't talk like on a, a consistent regular basis. But when we do, it's one of those friendships where it's like you didn't miss a beat. You didn't miss any time with each other. But I get a message from her and it's a video of you guys singing brave with the piano. Mm-hmm. And she's she didn't say anything. There was no initiation of conversation. It was just the video she sent me. And then below it was this brought tears to my eyes. And I thought of you. And I like watched a song and I, I lost it. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like why in this moment? But it was absolutely perfect because those lyrics are exactly what that is, is that sometimes you got to listen to that gut instinct. Sometimes there's going to be really, really hard times in your life, but mm-hmm. you're going to have people, that vibe with you that give you that energy I mean you guys are brothers you're so close and your relationship is so intense and of course I know when one of you's feeling one the other one's feeling something and as a as a Native American I really feel that when I make a connection with a person like Laura she's all the way over in Germany she doesn't know what's going on she didn't even know that I was in Montana like hunting buffalo but she was like I'm just thinking of you like something like is telling me to send this to you and yeah and to hear that song and hear those lyrics where I just told my son that morning like okay calm down like we don't have to overplay it like let's make sure we always enjoy this when we hear it and he was just like well I just really like the song mom and we stopped playing it and then had this situation happen and then have her send me this video it, w- it was just way too many and you know I think everything serves a purpose so this song is absolutely beautiful and awesome in every which way And like you said that chorus part can be really general to anyone that's struggling with something when you need that extra boost. So, I really encourage our listeners to definitely lis- listen to that that song if they're ever wanting to know what Almistad is about, this song. So, that was a really long story. Thank you for listening to my rant.
2: No, thank you. That means a lot. Summed
0: it up well. It was amazing. So, I see that you guys have actually won, it looks like a pretty big award. It was the Port Fairy Folk festival in 2018 and i had to look up some pictures and whatnot and this is like it's not a small deal this is a huge ordeal so what was that like
2: such a great story Mm, yeah because such a great story so we we wanted to play we wanted to play at port ferry since the day we got to australia and we, we applied ourselves every year and then we had a booking agency and he applied for us and we just never, anything happened. It's, right?
1: yeah, for
2: starters, it's like a festival for people for, who don't know. It's a, it's, it's a big like festival. A, it's a, like a folk festival, but it's beautiful. It's really like it's the a folk four day is, long
0: festival. So you've got tons of bands and people yeah, playing and, and
2: everything. And big tents and everyone's sitting and it's really like, you know, it's, it, the focus is really on music, but that sort of folk is sort of really a beautiful festival. And, it just years and years, nothing. And it just never happened. And then just uh, to sneak in quickly, the the endorsement as well. We always wanted a mate and guitar. It's like
1: a special Australian brand and it's, it's amazing. And we always wanted an endorsement and wrote them tons of emails, but never heard back. Anyways, this will come in later. So
2: so here's the story. And then we, we sort of had a booking agency and it just didn't sort of didn't float in work. And we sort of had to part. So he now, now we're in the fifth year of of being in Australia and we're like, hey, let's just try to reach out ourselves again. Let's apply one more time and, and see what happens. And and we did that for a few festivals that year, and bam, we got into every festival that we applied for. And we're like, this is so weird. What is happening? Yeah. But nothing really changed. You know, nothing. We didn't we didn't have a, a song that did really well or anything. Nothing really changed, but somehow we just So we were celebrating, we were so happy, you know, we're like, this is awesome, we're gonna get to play Port Fairy. this is so special, we always wanted this. Um, And then, um, and now the great story comes. And we, at that time, we were still busking almost every second day, yeah? We would go out, we would go out busk for for hours and hours, even if it was raining, we would stand there in the rain and just commit, yeah? And just busk even, and it was horrible days, you know? There was days where where we barely made 50 bucks Hang on a second. Someone's calling. Sorry, are you still there? Oh, no. Joseph.
0: she gone. Technical oh. difficulties.
2: There we go. Hang on. I'm just trying to get this back up again. But you can still see us, yeah?
0: Yep. I can still see you. Okay. Let's... Cold, cold. Oh, yeah, Sorry yeah. For that.
2: let's keep going. Like there we we'll go. Yes, here we go. We're back. You and, gotta tell um, them
0: we're on the phone with Cola. Don't bug us during I this. We just did that. You know who she is.
2: And um, and so, so we were we would be busking and we I remember this particular day was so rainy. It was, so, and we were just so we were just so determined to make it work and to get that inch to get that 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 inch. Yeah, and. And anyways, we're so excited. Anyway, everything seems great. And then, sort of maybe a month before the festival, we we get a call. Um, or a friend of ours got a call who was managing us back then, and he and then he calls us and he's like, guys, I just got a, a received a phone call from Port Ferry. and they announcing you as the emerging artist of 218, and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna win this guitar, you, and you're gonna be part of the Maiden family. And I was like. I, I was like surely this is a mistake because we why you know why us there were so many um, incredible bands that year so we called them back we said hey guys we just got this this must be a mistake surely surely, i said surely surely this this must be a mistake like why us you know like we we applied for so many years and, and nothing and here comes a crazy story the owner the funder the owner of the Maiden guitar, and he, he funds the award, yeah. and he he so decides who gets the award. He walked past with his little son that day. We were playing in the rain, busking, and there was no one listening. But the little son was determined to stay there for half an hour, standing there with us in the rain, listening to our songs. And that's when he wrote down the name and saw that we are playing and he's like, you know what, I'm going to give it to these guys because I remember them standing in the rain and I'm pretty sure that their guitars are now a mess. So we're going to have to give them this award and they deserved it. And it was so, it was so special. It was, it was such a, another, such a, such a beautiful reminder of if you really believe in something and you, you give it everything, even if it looks hopeless, there'll be something that's going to, tell you you are you're doing the right thing or you on the right path you just got to have this trust and and listen to your intuition just like what you said you know and just just be, be brave enough to just stay on that path so that was such a special th- year
0: that's so awesome it's staying persistent in your pursuit
2: yeah totally
0: and then trusting that Everything's going to work out when it's supposed to. Yeah. That's it.
1: Not, not forcing it. Just having the trust.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, that was, <laughs> that, was that story. Was special.
0: That's so awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. And for our listeners that don't know, this festival has been going on since like the 70s. So it's pretty big. And obviously once you start one thing, it just continually and gradually gets bigger and bigger. And I was looking at the pictures and I'm like, wow, this is almost like, um, we have a couple of festivals that happen here in the Northwest. There's one in the gorge. Um, and just like that, it's like a week long thing. People are camping out. People are just rolling around in the mud. Like I haven't been to one yet and I really want to go. Um, and then there's another one that's kind of further north where it's basically the same thing. like everybody's posting up in their RVs or their tents and things like that, and just able to be around each other, just taking in the music all day long. So that was kind of what I thought that the the Port Ferry one would be like as well. It's mm-hmm. just everyone being around each other, just playing music and just mm-hmm. taking in all the energy and all the vibes and just being around each other. So that is really, really cool. So you guys have actually toured like international, right? Hmm. Yeah, when, yeah. We were t-
1: we, when we were in Australia, um, we toured a lot in Australia, but then once a year we'd come to Europe and to Europe. And now that we're based out of, Euro, out of Germany or have been for the past two years, we've been touring a lot in in Europe, mm. but we haven't been to the States yet. And we were meant to go last year, but then Corona came. Mm. But we will make it happen, hopefully next year or latest, latest, Fingers crossed the year after, but I really hope next year we'll be able to come. Mm. Cause I, I, I've, I've, that's always been a dream of mine to, to, to see the States.
0: It's, it's the U S. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm trying yes. to go over there. You guys are trying to come over here. It's always, yeah. So hey,
1: we them. can do both. <laughs> yeah. It's a beauty. Yeah. We can do both.
0: Yeah. You guys can come check out the reservation and tell me what you think of it. <laughs> I, love that. I love that. But, um, So what production company will you guys be touring with or is it kind of like your own independent thing or what, what will that look like? Are you going to be just major cities or.
1: No idea at the moment I have, I I literally don't know. We were meant to go over there to do some, what's it called? Uh, Well, first of all, a support tour, but then also something like South by Southwest, something similar. So it would have been part of some um, showcase, showcase. Um, in was, New, was it New York or was it uh Nashville, Nashville. as well? It, was, it would have been New York and Nashville, and then we got into a festival as well, but then we had to cancel that. And, um, yeah, so I, I'm not too sure um but yeah we, we, we i feel we, like
2: yeah i feel like we we got we got this australian band who's we're very good friends with we did this huge tour almost two years ago in europe and they wanted us to, to go they wanted us to come with them to america because they've been touring there for quite a few times now and they loved it and and that was the plan that we're going to go with them they're called sons of the east um amazing amazing boys they're three guys and um, and such beautiful human beings and amazing music. So mm-hmm. that was the that was the plan, you know, because I feel like um, if we just go over there like this, probably not a lot of people know our music over there yet. So it'd be tough to sort of, but I feel like going there as a support act and sort of, you know, see how how our music's been received would be the, the best start. So that was the plan, but it looks like hopefully maybe end of next year.
0: I really well, feel I yeah. wholeheartedly you guys would be, fully accepted in like Portland, Seattle areas. Those are like our two big cities on this side of the States and your guys's music is just like right up everybody's alley. And I'm like really excited for this podcast to launch the sp- specifically this episode. Cause then people are going to be like, where have they been at? Who are like, we, we need to get on board with this. It's absolutely amazing. Cause I'm going to be honest. Like my music taste is more towards like hip hop and like pop <laughs> a little bit. A little bit, tiny little bit. bit. Hey, I listen to it too. I I kind of like it. Yeah, you're yes. kind of like if it if it's up, it is stuck, sort of. Thing. That's, it.
1: That's it. Web Web's my favorite. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you,
1: you know. Yeah, I I listen to it a lot. Like my girlfriend's pumping it all the all the all day long when she's working out and in the car and all the time. So I was like, well, I
0: can't beat her, so I got to join her. Now I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah. No, so yeah, that's usually my music taste is like hip hop. But when I was in high school, I listened to a lot of like Papa Roach, um, Switchfoot. Papa Roach, sick, awesome. Yeah. That was like my. So when I hear stuff like this, I'm like, oh, it like kind of like brings up some some memories. So um, that I haven't got to cover is do you do you guys know Laura like personally like closely or actually not 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 closely not
2: personally really. I, I actually I think she just reached out on on Instagram. Um, a while ago and we, we started chatting and then she started sort of explaining what she does and, and that she knows has a lot of connections and that it could be beneficial for a few things and and then we started sending some voice messages and and she's been commenting a lot of things and and sort of that you know that sort of but we we never met personally
0: she is amazing and I mean this girl does have a lot of hookups after she started kind of really pushing more stuff towards me and I've known her now for about five years and I feel like every time we have a conversation, I learn something new, something wild, something like, I didn't know that she welds, which is really crazy. If you ever look at her picture, she looks like a model and I'm like, you weld? Like what the, what the heck, where did this come from? Um, If you ever get the chance to meet her in person, she's absolutely amazing. Had her here on the podcast, but when she was here in the U.S. It was like, I don't know if it's just because cultural differences and it's almost like this culture shock. But when we had what is the biggest thing that happens in my small town I live in is this huge rodeo. We've been awarded like these, um, the world's best rodeos or whatever. And it's huge. And I think it has a lot of part to do because of the Native American community that helps with it. But she came during that time where our population goes from like 12,000 up to like 100,000 in one week. So she came during that time. And I took her out where it's usually really, really busy. It was, she stuck out like a sore thumb. It was just the way she interacted with people, the energy that she brought. And I was like, you do something over there. Like you're playing really small right now, but you do something over across the seas. Like you do something. And then after she left, that's when she started sending me like, this is what I do. Like event promoting, event coordinating. I'm like, I knew it because the way you were talking to people in the bands and stuff, it was yeah, yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. So she's really good people. Um, so, a couple ways I want to end today's today's talk is usually because we we cover a lot of heavy stuff. Where I think it is, it can be kind of draining when you're talking about like just the past and things that are going on, like business stuff. It, it kind of gets a little draining. So, I like to end um, most of most of my shows with um, kind of just really flash, rapid questions, and you only have like three word answers, and you can't give any sort of explanation. So. Netflix and chill. What's currently on your Netflix going on right now?
1: Uh, octopus the teacher. The octopus, my octopus the
0: teacher or something like that. Okay. What about you, Jan? Um, um,
2: um, a lot of Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> Very strange, but a lot of Tom Hanks. Yes. No
0: Bridgerton. You guys aren't watching no, up on the Bridgerton. No,
2: I've, I've, no, no, no Bridgerton. I've 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 I've, I've heard a I've lot, heard about, a lot it. about it, but no, nah, I haven't. So I haven't watched it.
0: If you could eat one meal for a week straight, what would that one meal be? It'll be Vietnamese
1: and um, pad Thai. Pad Thai.
2: Um. fried egg with avocado and um a bit of soy sauce on top and bread it's very I specific like, i feel like that's that's that goes that goes breakfast that goes lunch that goes dinner no explanation needed yeah. okay, it's sorry. just your thing <laughs> yes
0: every single meal covered right there in one <laughs> and out of the two who's the messiest They're pointing at each other. Our listeners don't know this, but they're pointing at each other. Oh, yeah, you're right,
2: you're right, you're right. (laughs) No explanation needed. I I know, but (laughs) we need to say this. I'm sorry, I know there's no explanation, but uh, there's parts where we both have messy um, sort of traits. Joseph, there's some, you know, for example, car... Um guitars sort of work sort of laptop sort of organizing but th- that's where he's very messy, but then it comes to like kitchen and bathroom and bedroom very clean very sort of everything's organized and i'm i'm a bit i'm probably the opposite you know i'm wherever he's very messy I'm sort of very organized and 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 the, the other areas i'm probably um a bit not so yes
0: <laughs> have you guys heard that saying like how your environment looks is how your headspace yes. is. Yeah. So it's kind of like the creative chaos on one side, and then you've yes. got the just yes. very functionally organized. So yes. There's, yes. There's, a, there's a differences there. Yes. So all right. And then this one you guys can definitely answer separately. If you were not doing music, what would you be doing?
1: I, I really would want to start acting and be an actor. I, that fascinates me, always has. So I, I reckon I would I would want to immerse myself in that world. Mm-hmm. But that's what I would want to do. But I think what I would do, I would probably just get a nine to five and live for the weekends. <laughs> that would be me. Nine that's to five, thing. every day the same
0: routine. And then on the weekend, just go wild, I was going to say, so are are you a good bullshitter? Are you pretty good at that? Yes. Yeah. See, Yes. (laughs) all the way around, really good at bullshitting.
1: Yes. Really good at it. (laughs) I deserve an Oscar for
0: that. What What about about you, Jan?
2: Yeah. I I love the, I love everything to do with photography and film and music. And if you combine that, that's my passion. So I reckon if, if it wouldn't be for music, I'd probably go somewhere in the acting, filming sort of photo Still I'm creative, you know, I think I feel like creativity will always be my big passion. So I think that would be sort of, that's what I would go for if I I couldn't do music for some reason, I would definitely try to. And if that would work, I would at some stage probably fall back onto golf.
0: So you could be out here doing like holding your videography skills while Jojo's over there bullshit people. You could just catch that on camera. You guys could do like your own reality show in some type of way. Maybe. And that that could become
2: huge. You see, you never know. Maybe, you know, like, yeah, maybe that's, that's, that's the destiny. I don't know, Joseph.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah. absolutely.
0: I don't know what it's like over there, but over here in the U.S., Americans have this huge fascination of watching other people live their lives. So, you know, that you could have that. You could have your own Netflix series of watching him go around, like just acting and doing that sort of thing. Working mm. as nine to five and living for the weekends. So yeah, and that'll be cool. We
1: call it nine to 90 five.
2: Jojo, nine to five. Or nine to
1: twenty-four seven or something.
2: We'll we've we'll got to work on that concept. Yeah, let's but let's we'll, we'll propose something
1: to you and you'll be like, that could work or probably won't. <laughs> let's hope the music will work out. Yeah, fingers crossed the music. That's we'll That's that's going. where it's
0: at. So I do want to end our session a little differently. Would you guys be willing to play something for our listeners so they can get a little snippet of what y'all are about?
2: Absolutely. What would you like to hear? Should we should we do brave? Both? I think Brave yeah. is a good
0: one. We talked about it quite a bit.
2: Okay. You know what? The great the great perfect timing because I've got a guitar right here. So this works. Aren't you prepared? You see. I am. Oh, there. it was what like
0: staged. It was almost like it was staged, like here.
3: Ready?
0: All right. We dedicate this to
1: all the people out there that are going through a tough time. But it's going to be all right in the end, always is. And if it's not all right yet, then it's not the end.
3: You in pain, cheap thrills don't ever last. I'm tired of this foolishness. I so realign my stars. I don't have much, so I haven't been too good. Your love loving me so well to two of you—a brotherhood. You don't need no saving, need only to be brave. We can't move your mountains, but we can hold your hand. You bloom in health and color, with grace you'll come old age. We need you to be brave, now. need you to be brave. Cannot see. There's those who make a choice, and there is those who pass the east. Seen all your scars, they color all you've done. And thank you for those helping hands in times when there were none. You don't need no saving, you don't need only to be brave. We can move your mountains, but we can hold your hand. You're blooming, healthy, color with grace. Come of age, we need you to be brave now. Need you to be brave. Mm-hmm. 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 Please treat yourself kind. Give yourself a gently. The next lines we'll receive from you will tell the storm is cleared. I'm no longer in pain. Cheap thrills—they did not last. I tired of my foolishness. I realize my stars. Ooh, you don't need no saving. Need only to be brave. We can't move your mouth but we can hold your hand You're blooming, health and color With grace, you'll come of age We need you to be brave now Need you to be brave You don't need no saving You don't need to be brave We can't move your mouth But we can hold your hand You're blooming, health and color With grace, you'll come of age We need you to be brave now, need you to be brave, need you to be brave, need
0: you to be brave. Ah! amazing is there anything jojo jan that you want to leave our listeners with
1: thanks for listening to the podcast and to us talking about uh, our, our lives and our our just just our
2: views on life and um let's keep let's keep being kind keep connected and um keep um keep giving and sharing love we all need it Thank you
0: for listening to the Enough is Enough podcast. If you would like more information on our host, guests, or podcast episodes, please visit us on Instagram at EIE541.